Hello, everybody, and welcome to the E3 Appendix episode. I'm stealing that terminology from Watch Out for Fireballs because it really works. We had a lot of uh, people write in and talk about their E3 experiences this year, and it was so long and so big that we wanted to put it in its own episode. So... Uh, this is going to be not a usual episode. You'll notice it doesn't have a number or anything like that. It's still me, Brian, and Vader from uh, episode 63. Uh, so, And this is going to be focused all on the things that you sent us in to talk about. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in here that we didn't talk about in the main episode, so you'll get to hear extra opinions as well, which is always quite a bit of fun. To kick us off, Brian, why don't you, why don't you start with um, our good friend? Yes, uh, Thomas, I believe his his damn. I was really counting on you not to remember that. (laughs) Uh, His uh, his Twitter handle is at Dinletafi. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, Uh, He says he says. Well, after that Sony conference, I feel it's best to submit this and gives us a link uh, with the headline of the link being Sony. We held PS4 exclusives back from E3 2017. And then he also he also uh, very kindly cut out a little uh, a little excerpt for us. Quote, there are things we have held back, Yoshida laughed. Quote, we showed, chose not to show those at E3 2017, but there will be some more news coming out from our teams later this year. No question. We'll see you all at PlayStation Experience 2017 in a few months then. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently Sony has more stuff that they're going to talk about later in the year, yeah. which, I mean, of, of course they do, but... I think that's a... If that's true and they have, like, some big-named exclusive titles coming out and they're they're purposely holding those back from e3 that's a baller move right like that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty significant thing to do because you know microsoft for all of their touting of the you know console launch exclusive thing or whatever you never heard this terminology at the sony conference it was all just about the games it wasn't about who has them first or who got them but sony's pockets are just running so deep right now man like they've got such good such good games for their system that i don't think microsoft can really touch right now yeah well they they're in a position. They uh, they have a good player base with PlayStation Four. They've got they've secured some really good exclusives, which are attracting new players. So yeah, they're, they're in a position to do and control the game, I guess, and, and how they want. But overconfidence leads to demise, so <laughs> they better be careful. Not true that, yeah. Mm-hmm. As we yeah, saw with the PS3, we're, we're kind of seeing what's happening with the, what happened with the PS3. Uh, maybe happening a little bit again now, mid cycle with the PS4. I think. Yeah, to to a degree. Like I'm, this, I mean, this whole it's, it's PS4, definitely not quite that bad. But Sony is definitely like very hubristic right now. Yeah, yeah. They they feel they definitely feel like that dude when he came out after the first trailer rush. He was came out. He was like, oh wow, catch your breath, right, guys? And that's like, thank God you're only out to like <laughs> introduce a trailer and then leave. So. But Microsoft had the same problem. They 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 were the confidence after 360. They came into the one saying this is how it should be, and it. The gamers didn't like it, so they've yeah. been they've been humbled. <laughs> uh, Sit down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's just like these companies are just going to go back and forth on hoisting yes. themselves. I think the interesting thing is that what's come out is um, I've seen, and is should Sony be worried about Xbox, Microsoft? Probably not. Should they be worried about Nintendo? Probably. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo have come out swinging with a C3. Uh, I just I don't think anybody like if you're Microsoft or Sony, you're not worried about Nintendo at this point. Like they're they're such a different, just don't different. Yeah. They're so different. They're not in direct competition, right? Like it's Microsoft and Sony that are really like a lot of people I know are. Hey, I'm going to buy a PS4 and then I'm going to buy and the yeah. Nintendo Wii U or the Nintendo Switch or 
you know, that was the, that was a big thing for a while. Is why do I need, even need to buy a console at all? I'll have PC, and then for my console stuff, I'll have the Wii U for the weird Nintendo stuff. You know, but so I don't I don't even think they're competing with them. I think they're competing with one another, which is good. That's good for everybody. Well, competition is good. Yeah. Our next uh, ooh, lengthy DM. Damn, Sean. Uh, this is from the Bushido Hunter at the Lore Hunter. <clears throat> he says. This E3 has been an interesting one. As someone who considers the PS4 their console of choice, I came away from it being much more interested in what was shown at Microsoft and Nintendo. While Shadow of War and Assassin's Creed's Origins will probably find a home on my PS4, Microsoft's presentation was certainly helped by getting me excited for those titles. Put those big titles alongside Cuphead and Tacoma, and I found myself feeling pretty happy I have an X-Bone for the first time since Christmas 2015. While I don't have a Switch, Nintendo managed to pull off... what. To pull off my most pleasant surprise with Metroid Samus Returns. I'm excited but hesitant about another Prime title, but purely enthused about Samus Returns. A 2D Metroid in 2017 is very much welcome by me, and I look forward to having a bit of fun with it in September. Ah, Sony. The best part about the conference was chatting in the Dark Insight Discord. Thank you, Sean. While I found the Days Gone gameplay to drag on for far too long, I'm not even sure it was a bad conference. It just didn't give me an exciting surprise or show me anything that really interested me. Monster Hunter World is for hunks. That's right. (laughs) I, I guess Detroit is theoretically for someone, but not me. The highlight for me is is I can finally get around to Shadow of the Colossus on my PS4. And because I know Jeremy were here to read this, I know I have your copy of Shadow of the Colossus on PS3. <laughs> and I totally intended to play it, but didn't find my way to it before I had to return the PS3. Sorry about that. I think Jeremy gave me orders to pay it forward. So if there are any American Dark Insight fans with a PS3 who will want to try it out, hit me up at the Lore Hunter on Twitter. But anyways, I know fans don't think it's necessary for a remake, and it's, and it's not. But I'm looking forward to playing it alongside newcomers and veterans and talking about it with y'all. Well, that was rambly. I'll just end by saying hashtag in Skyrim 2017. I like Skyrim, but for fuck's sake, move along Bethesda. Yes. <laughs> I don't like Skyrim, and I fully agree with in Skyrim yeah, 2017. Yeah. What, a, what a bad game for them to just keep pushing over and over. Yeah, I know. Nothing well, looks worse than Link in uh, Skyrim, by the way. We didn't really talk about it in detail, but that, the character design there looks so awful. Yeah, they, it's done them well, though. They keep making money off it. It's still selling. I mean, but, I'm sure they do, but that's because most people have bad taste. Yeah, cigarettes are still selling too, Vader. I'm just yeah. saying, maybe, maybe the government needs to put in a Skyrim tax. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I want a box of I want to buy a box of Skyrim and just have like product inside may cause cancer to your brain. <laughs> Surgeon General warnings on every single copy of Skyrim sold. I'm just kidding. I don't I don't I don't feel that strongly about Skyrim. I just think it's funny at this point. Um, yes, it is. Um, yeah. He mentioned uh, Shadow of War and Cuphead, which are two that I'm very excited about too. Shadow of War looks dope. I don't know. I can't understand how Cuphead's not out yet. It's like three threes in a row, and it's. I know. What are they I'm doing just, with that game? It's, I'm completely not interested in that game. Just yeah, they've cooked their goose. I uh, I agree with him though that the Days Gone gameplay thing went on for way way too long. Like for that game to be what it is, which. It didn't surprise me the least when the weird zombie creatures started coming out. Like it just seemed ultra violent. It's it's really seems like the Last of Us, right? Like it seems like another Last of Us, and we're already getting another Uncharted. I'm kind of okay on that kind of gameplay for a while. Yeah, see, I was slightly intrigued by it, the, the, the intro of it. It seemed interesting, but then I saw gameplay later where it was a bit more actual, like someone playing it, and it just was excessively violent. Like I don't mind violence, 
but like there was this, he fought someone and I think it was just another human and he had to end the fight the hero had won the fight the main guy but it's by stomping the guy's face and it's just I don't need that kind of extra violence like you won you won the fight that's all I need you don't need to yeah, stomp agreed. the guy's face um yeah, but how are you going to feel super badass if you don't play if you don't stomp a guy's face? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well put an explosion behind me that I can walk away from. <laughs> um, Boom! Without looking back, obviously. And a mic, just carrying a mic around so you can drop it constantly. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, I've got a backpack full of ten mics. <laughs> it's your collectible accessory. It's not batteries. Uh, it's I, mics. I'm less and less interested in in like this realistic violence stuff. Like I'm just, uh, yeah, you know, I, I just. That you, we have infinite possibility and you know let's make something look as realistic as possible and then kill it it's just not appealing to me whatsoever so mm-hmm. vader you're up next um actually can we can we talk for a second about metroid sure, the hunks oh yeah so we, before we, we actually on? didn't talk about metroid at yeah, all during um, the last i, I, I just wanted to clarify a couple things uh i i don't know that this this i don't think this was intentional or anything but uh um, Samus Returns is a a remake of Metroid Two, which was the Game Boy game, and mm-hmm. B it's not on the Switch; it's on the 3DS. Yes, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that make sure that was clear. Yeah, there is a Switch uh, Metroid game. Yes, no, that's Metroid no, Prime Four. No, no there's not. There's Absolutely not a game. Not. There's, there's, there's not a game. Logo. There's a there's a logo <laughs> that they did at the very fucking last minute. They were like, because that's why you don't see a developer name. Because if it was retro, uh, I think I'm stealing this from Patrick Klepek. So I'm sorry, Patrick, if you happen to be listening. But like, if it was retro, they would have just said it was retro. And if it wasn't retro, they would have also said it wasn't retro. So I don't think they have any idea who's making that game right now. Like somebody has an idea. Miyamoto has a has an itch in his pants, and that's about all that we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, also I just want to comment on the Detroit um, I'm, I'm slightly interested in the Gillis game I liked Heavy Rain back in the day um, I'm interested to see what they do with it uh, the concept is it's interesting I, I, I guess it's been overdone recently with the androids being um, you know what, what makes a human kind of deal but one thing I wanted to complain about was the Sony um, I saw some of the, sh- the live stream of the gameplay and they just had a few people on, on, a, on the couch playing it and they just wouldn't shut up. Like, it was while, like, the character was talking, I was like, I want to know what's going on. Like, shut up and let me listen and watch the game. And they just would not stop talking. And, yeah, that was my complaint. But the game, I'm interested If you want in some uh, some excruciating marketing speak, go look up the uh, that the same kind of, like, on-the-couch setup that they, when they brought their Destiny 2 segment out. Because, like, the guy was, uh, like, one of the Sony guys was basically... Like, what do you, like, you know, who's your favorite class? Who do you like to play with? Or something like that. And the guy was like, well, the great thing about Destiny is that all three classes are equally as viable in all kinds of different situations. And you're really <laughs> going to want it multiplayer. Blah, 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 blah. And he just, like, take the stick out of your ass, dude. <laughs> like, chill out. <laughs> avoided the question completely. Yeah, and at some point, someone, because, uh, Brian, help me out. Who's the villain in Destiny 2? Is it Garl or something? Uh, gosh. No. Put me on the spot. You're uh, the villain. Gale, I think, or... Gall, 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 Gall. So, uh, so the Sony guy. I guess I don't know if this is like a thing, but the Sony guy called him Gary, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> yeah, and, I, uh, I've actually seen a couple people calling him Gary. I think that might be like some kind of like internal joke. Yeah, and the uh, the Destiny guy, the marketing dude, was just like, "Well, you might make fun of his name, but he's going to destroy your entire world, and he's going to be the most the thing you're most afraid of." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Just dial this down a little bit, all right?" Yeah. <laughs> this is not real, Destiny man. Yeah, <laughs> this it's is like, game. Just, just dial it down. Oh, speaking of that uh, funny I'll, stuff, 
um, there was in the, the, the Xbox conference. I swear the Ubisoft guy came on stage and said Xbone. Like, I swear yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yep, yeah. he did. There's, there's, I think, uh, I want to say Trey wrote in, one of our buddies wrote in and said something to that extent, too. Yeah, that was great. Well, Vader, you have the perfect opportunity to talk about Detroit in this next question. Oh, sorry. I didn't sure. Know. Yeah. Um, Kate at Humanity Upgrade. Friends. Excited for Monster Hunter. Not so excited for Detroit. Man, that game looks awful. Kate <laughs> knows what's up. Kate knows what's up. Yeah. It's um, different. Have we talked about David Cage, David Cage games on this podcast before? Like, where, where are we oh, on David that, Cage games? I know there is a love hate love hate relationship with a lot of people. Mostly hate, yeah, yeah. Some people hate it. Some yeah, have, you, have it. you played fuck, any of them yourself? Have you played Cage game mostly? Have, have you, <laughs> well, we know where Brian is. <laughs> <laughs> have you played any Vader? Have you played Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls? I just said that like thirty seconds ago. I'll enjoy Heavy Rain. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You must have broke up. I didn't hear it. I apologize. <laughs> I might have talked over him, yeah, um, or it was, or Brian just straight up talked over you. So, but yeah, it's it's they're not quite game. They're kind of more interactive environments. Um, so they are different, and I, I'm aware of that. But I don't know. It's it's a compelling story that could be told. So I'm I'm interested to give it a go. Um, I think I play I played Heavy Rain with my wife, and it was more like we'd instead of watching a TV show, we'd play it for an hour. And yeah. how many times did you, Jason? Jason, Jason. <laughs> there's there's that whole bit where you press X to Jason. I don't remember Jason! at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the cool like um, FBI agent guy with the sweet UI, which like cool wasn't that's a, that's like one way to talked him. about. <laughs> like it was causing him to have, like brain problems, but it was never actually a part of the main storyline. And it was never explained why he could do what he could do or had the power. To, yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I think I'd give it. I'll give it a go. And I just found it kind of funny that Kay, her Twitter name's Humanity Upgrade, which it could be just seen as like an android because it's like an upgrade from humans, <laughs> and she, she's not interested in Detroit. But yeah, it's just me being. Funny. I always assumed that was Dark Souls related. Not just thought it kind of sounded like a cool Dark Souls thing because I knew her from Dark Souls, obviously. Well. But, uh, it makes sense. Yeah, Kay, Kay, let us know. Let, let us know where your name came from. That'd be a good way to find out if you listen to this podcast, right, y'all? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, it probably is, but yeah, in this context. Okay, Brian. Yes, uh, we have a response from Jorge Albor at J Albor on Twitter, uh, and he says, "God of War looks awesome. I'm excited to see that franchise move in a new, in a new direction." And also, Mario Odyssey is excellent. Obviously, uh, yes. Yes and yes. I'm yes super yes. excited about uh, God of War. Don't... Yeah, they. So one of the things with God of War is that I guess uh, I guess somebody involved in that game was uh, going around talking about how uh, there were no, or maybe it was I, I don't know who was saying it, but somebody was talking about how there were no quick time events in God of War in the new one. So you were reading Twitter today and you followed Dan Rickard on Twitter as I do. And Dan Rickard yes. just interviewed one of the developers who said there's going to be like cinematic moments, but there's not going to be any quote, like uh, what did he say? Buttons over the Button head on the prompts. screen. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so apparently, so apparently what that actually means is that there will be quick time events, but you'll just be hammering on random buttons instead of actually having to follow a script. Yeah, which is, I mean, like, that's totally fine in an action game, right? Like, that's... Yeah, I guess, I whatever. That. Yeah. It's just, it's boring at this point. Like, I'm done with it. As long as the... the that, that's not the, like, main draw to the gameplay, right? Like, that was... I think that was I the mean, main draw for I hope not, for, but that was, for like, kind of, of the main draw to God of War. 
Yeah. Right? Like to the originals. But the combat system in this one looks way more in-depth and a little bit slower. Like, you don't have those chain whips anymore. You you have a boomerang axe, which looks weird, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there was um, that one scene where he's, I think he's on a boat and he throws it. The animation for mm-hmm. that looks like he's, like, flicking something, like a piece of paper. But the axe goes really far. And it just, I don't know, I don't like that. I don't know if you know what this. Job well, I'm there's obviously about. like this is this is definitely like Thor's magical axe, right? Like because it keeps coming back to him all the time. So like mm. there's there's a connection there, and I think that like you know he can throw it through enemies and things. But it seemed much more. God of War was always like fight thirty dudes at the same time, more or less through most of the level. Uh, this seems more like fight three dudes at the same time. Like there's, I think there was like a Dark Souls parry in there at one point. Yeah, there was a parry. Um, Compared to last year's combat that we saw, last year seemed more weighted and slower. This did seem a lot more action-y and a little mm-hmm. bit more leaning towards what we know God of War to be. But um, it still it still looks... I do like the look of it. Um, yeah, I mean, Kratos still looks real dope with a beard, y'all. Yeah. I mean, most dudes do. I, I wouldn't <laughs> know because I am physically unable to grow one, though. Um, I'm up. It's you. Uh, this is the Kovefe count at night <laughs> underscore Twitten. This is my favorite uh, of his recent names, by the way. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty good. Uh, everything from Shadow of War just makes me more excited for it. Days Gone still looks great, and the new Mario is... Uh, and he's doing the, the okay thing with emoji. I don't know what you actually call that. I think it's just literally the okay emoji. Yep. Shadow of War looks dope. I, it's uh, lit. I'm, That's what you mean, I, meant to say. It's lit. Yeah. The um, new Mario's lit. Uh, new Mario's lit. Lit as foretold. Um, Shadow of War looks dope. I'm really excited about the game. I, we've kind of talked about Days Gone. I'm not super excited about that. What do you guys think about Shadow of War? Have you seen anything about that? Oh, that didn't bring that up. The flipping comedy orc was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah she was cool. I liked it. No, <laughs> it's no, so she, dumb. It's so stupid. Was she? It was a he. The one I'm talking about. The it was in the gameplay. I think it was the Xbox thing where he he's got to like convince he convinces an orc to help him and he's like a commander mm-hmm. or something and he's just like making jokes and like it was it's like stand-up comedy in mordor like it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm convinced i'm completely convinced that that game does not need to be set in mordor anymore like they should they should just lean into because you know um speaking of comedy bits there was a comedy bit in the god of war trailer i mean i don't know if you guys caught that when like they're walking up, like right after a big action scene, and they're walking up on some dude, and the guy's like, "Ooh, that was that was you're a badass or something." Like it was some, it was kind of a weird moment, but it was just a moment of levitivity. Like I, I feel like people are watching Marvel trailers and trying to replicate that kind of style <laughs> in there. <laughs> that, that was played into the theme of the trailer, though, because Kratos is saying to his son, "You know, as a warrior, you need to have no sympathy for your opponent and destroy them and kill them without thought." And then the son's like, "But mum told me to to trust in people," kind of thing. And I think that was playing into that little character as someone that Kratos usually would dis- disregard, whereas because of the sun is softening Kratos a little bit, that he's um, going to, yeah. I don't know. It seemed like it was trying to play into the story that the trailer was telling. But yeah. Looked like a little Go ahead, Vader. Wolf yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and I meant to go ahead and take the next question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, wait, we're up to oh Vader, Mister Turk, the Turk, <laughs> the Turk. Really excited for Nino Kuni two, Xenoblade Chronicles, and the new Mario, of course. Wait, didn't we just read that one? 
just seems exactly nope. the same as the last nope. one. Just literally every every single response says the new Mario. Literally, this <laughs> Everybody, told, everybody's so. hyped for Mario, Vader. Yeah, it sounds yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with all that, and I I saw I think Nino Kuni two is coming out on PC, and I think they're working on trying to get Nino Kuni one on PC, which is exciting. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like that game is boring as hell. Like it looks real, real pretty, but it was really real boring to play. So. Yeah, I see. I I bought it for PS3 years ago and never played. It, never so. played it. Yeah, I I game plot it thinking like because it I don't normally play JRPGs like that, but the art style sold me. Like it just looked so gorgeous and it played beautifully. Like it was just a it, would, it looked exactly like playing through a cartoon. Like it it was that kind of thing. But the combat was just, just so boring. Like I, mm-hmm. I I think I got it like maybe five hours into it before I returned it. Yeah, I played the demo and yeah, the combat was quite a bit tedious. I don't have much to say about Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. Like, not. I, I can't even say I'm not a huge fan because I've never really played any of this stuff. But because it's, I bought the. I think I bought the one for the Wii U at some point because uh, it was on sale for like ten dollars. And CJ made it sound like the greatest game imaginable, but I don't think I ever actually plugged it in because I'm a bad person. <laughs> have y'all played any of those? Uh, I have played Xeno Gears and Xeno Saga, and I own both Xenoblade games, but I haven't played either of them. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I, I'm PC gamer, PC gamers. Yep, I'm a huge Xeno uh, Gears fan from way back. Um, so I've been interested okay. to play. It's the same director. I'm interested to play them, but never got it. Um, yeah, this one was originally on the Wii. The original Xeno Blade Chronicles was on the Wii, wasn't it? Before the Wii U. Yes, Xenoblade Chronicles was on the Wii. Yeah, so you know, this is the sequel to that one. So I. Yeah, I'm interested to play it because I do like Yeah, because the the Wii U one was Xenoblade Chronicles X, X. and it was like I guess like a guide in or a side <clears throat> story. Yes, it was, yeah. And yeah, so it's different. So yeah, I'm interested. And so hopefully they actually re-release the first one as well on the on the Switch. That could be kind of cool. Yes. It's like a dual package. Brian, you're up. All right. Uh this is from Michael Prane at Michael underscore Prane on Twitter. Uh, he says, I'm kind of bummed by how hard Bethesda is leaning on Skyrim. Uh, strongly agreed. Uh, they have so many cool IPs, but they keep going back to the same well. However, the wife is more than excited about enough about Kingdom Hearts 3 to wash all that disappointment away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, King, Kingdom Hearts 3 like looks like it's going to be like kind of fun and crazy. Yeah. It looks like a Kingdom Hearts game, alright. But, like, man, like, I just cannot imagine being... So, let me tell you a little story about my roommate... Uh, Ryan, who is maybe the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan I've ever met, who has bought multiple consoles to play Kingdom Hearts games. He has played every single Kingdom Hearts game to completion, and I just cannot imagine like keeping up with that like insane story oh. at this point. Oh, yeah, I have no idea. There's so many side games, there's no clue where it's gone. I'll, I'll just wait for the uh, the eventual movie adaptation <laughs> <laughs> to tell me what's going on because I have no clue. I'm not like super interested in learning either. Like I'm not like the the idea yeah, of a Final Fantasy much. Yeah, the, the Final Fantasy Disney character, like a Disney game with Final Fantasy characters, seemed probably super compelling back in the early '90s when that stuff started coming out. But nowadays, I'm just like, eh, okay, whatever. Like I'm not, I don't really care about Final Fantasy or Disney at this point. So. Yeah, I mean, it was dope as hell when I was 13, but, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm not 13 anymore. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, 
My turn. This is from uh, Cliff at Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Thank you for writing in, friend of the show, Cliff Goldsmith. Um, <laughs> we were actually, uh, just to kind of get this out there, we were having a conversation about Shadow of the Colossus and uh, Xbox Scorpio, about whether or not we were going to go into like technical details in the main episode of the Xbox Scorpio. And I was kind of arguing, saying, like, we don't really need to do that because nobody on this podcast is going to buy one, so it would just be the three of us kind of trashing it, which doesn't seem like a good good thing to do. And um Cliff made the argument and then asked this argument back and then asked for us to read it on the on the show. So this is what this is. Cliff says the Xbox One X has already proven that it will help the Pro. For example, The Witcher Three wasn't going to do a 4K patch on the PS4 Pro, but now that the Xbox One X is coming out, they're going to patch it. Uh, this will be an ongoing thing as the PS4 Pro wasn't getting much development support, but now that both companies have a 4K machine, developers will more than likely implement that into more of their games. So, in summation, Xbox One X means more dev support for the PS4 Pro. I have not seen anywhere that The Witcher 3 is getting a 4K patch, uh, or else I would have that link in the show notes. So, Cliff, write that in. <laughs> maybe I'll DM you maybe later. I, had, I even did a quick Google search, and I, I didn't see any confirmation on that. Have you guys seen that? No. I, yeah. Don't have 4K okay. TV. So, I don't yeah, care. So nobody cares. <laughs> but no, yeah. he is right, though. Um, competition's good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, just found an, I just found an article. Jeremy, you're bad at Googling. <laughs> 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 uh, this is uh, an article on Eurogamer, um, where the uh, the developers said that they can confirm oh, that yeah. they are working on both an Xbox One X and PS4 Pro patch for the Witcher Sweet. Three. In that case, that will definitely be in the show notes. So, and my only grudge against that is if it's slowing them down for their next game. I'm not happy. I would imagine that their development resources are split at that point. Yeah, yeah, You're no, right. Like they've got they've got teams working on the on the post support versus new game stuff. Yeah. I sure. didn't want to see more of uh, Cyberpunk though. I was kinda of disappointed we didn't see that. Yeah, I'm really I'm really interested in that game and I hope that it, we see more of it sooner rather than later. I uh, I really like The Witcher Three and I want to play more of it. I'm curious if a more of a sci fi setting would be big conducive for me playing it more like there's something about like kind of the generic dragons and wyverns world of the witcher 3 that just doesn't quite do it for me so yeah you need the monster of the week in there <laughs> i need you make the joke i mean you've, you've, you've i know I've you listen to the podcast I've but to the podcast. We, we, we talk about the witcher we talk about the winchesters being in a winch in a witcher 3 game uh, the Winchesters. Win- it can just be called Winchester. The Winchester. Win- Winchester. I'm not. I don't know how that portmanteau. The would Winchester work. Three. Man. The Winchester Three. It, just mod um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Just put yeah, Sam get on in it. Right? I'm sure somebody make a supernatural video game so that I can cover it for my show, please. <laughs> um. Who's next? Me. Vader. Vader. Just Joan at Wrench Witch on Twitter. I try not to get too excited for things that are years away and probably will be in a very different form than they are now. I don't have enough time to play everything I want to now anyway, so I guess I'm just cold on E3 in general. Yep. It's uh, not can, a bad I place totally to be. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess what I was impressed with, a lot of the games that were announced there have shorter released um, timeframes, which is, always makes me happy. So, but I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I, I can definitely see the case for like, hey, I like to play games, but I don't want to get caught up in that yearly cycle. So I just totally ignore E3 because 
at the end of the day, E3 is a commercial, right? Like that's, that's, I mean, Sony's conference, you can call it a conference, was basically a real artsy commercial for all of the stuff they have going. That's even the best trailers. And you can, I think there's a lot of cool trailers out there for games and movies alike. They're just fucking commercials, y'all. Yep. Like it's just advertising. Yep. So. Brian? Yes. Uh, we have <clears throat> the Guardian of GIFs. At were you, just, underscore were you just playing your Switch? Were you playing Binding of Isaac right now? Uh, no, I was typing a note onto the document. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at the top of the document, Jeremy, and tell me what it says. It says Brian Wade Sniffle. So now Correct. I have to leave that sniffle in. So I'm just go ahead and delete that note. <laughs> yeah, now that we've Which called mean- it out on the podcast, you have to leave my sniffle in. I like how you think I'm going to edit out your sniffles. I barely even edit out mine. <laughs> but good try, though, Patna. <laughs> I don't make anybody look good on this podcast but me. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to back to the feedback. Uh, mm-hmm. Guardian of GIFs at Sentinel Plus, uh, better known as Dave, host of Monster Deer Monster and Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. Nice, well done. Yes, I'm going to give him some, some free advertising. Uh, he says, I'm now most excited for Monster Hunter. Hell yeah. I've always been a fan of the idea behind the franchise, though not the execution. Boo. It's great execution, Dave. Stop uh, this new tutorializing. <laughs> <laughs> this new iteration looks to involve aspects from other Cap- Capcom titles and will hopefully bring Monster Hunter fully into current-gen console gaming and away from the handheld niche that it is already long flourished in. I'm also cautiously excited for Anthem, provided it doesn't end up proving to be too far into that Destiny mold. The environmental traversal appeals to me, and it would be nice to see them really lean into the exploration factor and make use of more vertical spaces. My disappointment leads more towards the Nintendo presentation, and how it didn't feel that they were doubling down on the Switch as much as their Switch-exclusive conference earlier this year had ended. Pushing more games into 2018 doesn't make the system must-buy, but merely a curiosity instead. Honestly, it's more a boon that E3 didn't offer too many titles for quarter three or quarter four 2017. The initial glut of excellent titles right out the gate of 2017 has my backlog lined up for months to come. Yes, and yeah, I think we talked about that a little bit for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm surprised Anthem, that he said that about Nintendo because, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff Nintendo showed was going to come out this year, right? Like Odyssey is this year. Uh, Arms 2 is coming out. Splatoon 2 is coming out. That Rabbids game is coming out. Like all that stuff is this year, right? Yeah, in fact, ARMS is out right now. Oh, that's right. You just said that you bought it. Yeah. That was bad. Mm. What did they, what did they, am I missing something? What did they come out and say that was going to be in 2018? I'm not calling Uh, Dave out specifically. I'm just, I'm actually curious if I missed something. There's the Metroid. Yeah, I guess, I guess the Metroid. I mean, that's, 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 that's basically like Kojima's thing. Like that game's never coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 doesn't come out until 2018. Ah, Okay. I can't remember. I thought they, uh, I thought they, they announced that here, though. I didn't think that was out. Had they already I, talked I, about it? No, I think it had been announced. I, I think oh, okay. they just hadn't given a date or anything. Um, I think... Okay, so I guess one thing that we didn't talk about was that Nintendo just, like, randomly dropped that they're working on a core Pokemon title for the Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. had no information because it's super early on. And, like, I mean, like, thanks for telling me, I guess. Yeah, it's well, cool. I, I have to imagine... Show that, me like, something just... about it, and then I'll care. They just eventually get tired of hearing the question, right? Yeah, like just, I, I'm sure that's probably exactly what it was. Is that especially like because uh, we didn't talk about this either? Is that uh, like a week before E3, <clears throat> Nintendo had a Pokemon specific uh, Nintendo Direct where they announced uh, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon for the 3DS and Pokemon Tournament DX for the uh, Switch. Yeah, uh, which is 
not oh, well, you, you just you just made me and Vader yawn during that story. <laughs> yeah, because it's boring. <laughs> uh, every, everyone was expecting like that. a uh, like a Pokemon Stars or something along those lines for the Switch. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that they're probably making something specific, not trying to just port it across and using the console yeah. to its full ability rather than just doing a DS game. So I, yep, I, and I agree with that actually. Yeah, I, I I'm okay with that. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Hopefully it doesn't take too long. Um, but what Nintendo do? They they're doing a slow burn. Like with with Sony, they've got sixty million. I got an email this week from Sony about it. They've got they've sold sixty million PS4s, but they release an exclusive. They're not selling sixty million units. Whereas Nintendo, every time they release a game, a, a Nintendo game, they pretty much sell one per unit. Like oh, that's been sold. Like everyone's buying their games. Well, almost everybody. Um, except me for arms and yeah so I, I like what they're doing every every two months we've got a big hit release from Nintendo and so every few months I've got a new game to play um, so I, they're doing the slow burn and I think it's somewhat wise rather than just dumping everything at once everyone only choosing one or two games and then forgetting about them everyone's buying all their games yeah just through food for the thought yeah, no, I, I like their release schedule. Like, it seems like it's if you're a Nintendo fan and you like the stuff that they're putting out, like they're treating the Nintendo Switch way better than they ever treated the Wii U, right? Mm. Like the Wii U, like really suffered for long, long periods between first party games, and that was pretty much the only reason you had that console. Like, why did you, you know, outside of Bayonetta two, which was basically a, a platform exclusive, the third party support on that thing was just abysmal. Yes. Yeah. I want to talk about Anthem a little bit, too. Uh, we didn't get to it in the main episode, but uh, this is Bethesda's new big IP uh, Bioware. push. Bioware, excuse me. Yeah. So you're going to fuck the mech eventually. Excellent. That's why I didn't care. Yeah. Um, so this game Bioware. looked dope. It, I hope they it, keep the Bioware crap out of it. Eh? I can't stand that stuff anymore. <laughs> And, uh, I, I don't need like dialogue trees or anything like that, um, but at the same time, that seems like the only thing that would really differentiate this game between you know the destinies of the world or, or the halos of the world as something you know because otherwise the combat looked. Just I mean, there person. was different classes, but it you know four or five people. I think it was six people on a team that they showed you know just going and killing some people with different. Like, one dude had a rocket launcher on his back, and then one chick didn't have a rocket launcher on her back. So. <laughs> The, uh, the, but the flying looked really good, right? The world looked cool. Like, the whole setting yeah. looked cool. Like, you're walking through kind of this market kind of space to, to start off with, wasn't it? And, like, the character was walking through, and it looked really gritty and cool. And then you get into this, like, beautiful jungle alien world. Yeah. It was, it was impressive. Visually, this E3, it was some really impressive... I guess it's CG trailers, but it just, the graphics seem to have just stumped, jumped up another level. That's because it was uh, all in 4K, <laughs> which I, which I could clearly see on my 360. <laughs> exactly, but, but it's in general like like this Wolfenstein we talk about looked looked amazing. The graphics uh, beyond Good and Evil too. The, the it was just fantastic. It's just the the detail and the animation was so impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I I really liked any time that a jetpack can function underwater. So when they went from like flying around and then just dove directly <laughs> into water and like did all that stuff, I was like, "Yep, that's my game." But 
I would need to be able to do that like at any time, right? Like I want to do that anytime I see it, like a lake, like, Oh, I'm flying around. There's a lake. I'm going to go dive into it. See if there's some treasure or like a fish I can catch or something. Like I'm, if it's just a scripted moment that that's not going to really appeal to me, I'm, I'm really going to need to be able to do that at all times. Fine, yeah. so. No, fair enough. No, it looked good. It looked good, but yeah, you just need to see more and see what it actually is when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, again, 2019, I'm curious, uh, we've got a little extra time. Where, where was Death Stranding, y'all? Does that game exist? Nah. Nope, doesn't exist. It's, it's... Yes. Finally, we have three of them on the podcast. <laughs> I'm spreading my influence. <laughs> it's just a brand. It's just a clothing brand that Kachima's working on to sell t-shirts and coffee mugs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And hey, like more power to him. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Cliff. Sorry, Josh. This game doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. The game does not exist. <laughs> Was there anything like significantly missing, like I, besides from software and uh, the Kojima stuff? I, I don't really think that I missed anybody in particular. Like I don't, I don't think I'm not thinking to myself like where's, where's the next Batman game or anything like that because they kind of those guys have released a bunch of those already. Did you guys feel that the absence of anybody in particular? It wasn't much from Square Enix, was there? Hmm. I mean, there was Kingdom Hearts three, and but that was a that's it, really but... limited showing. Um... Didn't they do like a Dissidia title as well? I thought. Yes. I oh yeah. Can... Yeah, they're doing the, mm-hmm. the Dissidia D12 or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and there's also, there was also um, wasn't there footage for the newest update for 14? Yes. Somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some people on my feed that are absolutely losing their minds uh, for, for that. Which more power to I'm, I'm glad that 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 role playing game works for them. It looks yeah. silly as hell. I've got I've got <laughs> like some just friends the... that are real into that game. Uh, spoilers: yeah. one of them might be an upcoming guest. Boom. Uh, actually, Brian, two of them might be an upcoming guest. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have friends too that are also in Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's something we didn't talk about. Um, Ashen that seems to kind of get a lot of people interested. But again, it was me. It, it looks cool. And I like it's a, a unique art style. But it was after having Xbox go on and on about 4K, and it's like, well, this game really doesn't need 4K to shine. <laughs> like, but this is an exclusive. Man, but I, looks uh, interesting. I, I, I for, totally forgot to talk about Ashen. That was like the Dark Souls thing with the blank faces. Yes. <sighs> Do you know this, Brian? No, I didn't. I hadn't actually heard of it until you guys started talking about it. Just now, I googled it. Let me read you the three top stories, the headlines okay. of the three top stories on Google. <laughs> At uh, uh, one, hey, twitter.com slash uh, <laughs> xmeetstartsouls, get, get your pen ready. <laughs> yeah, one from PC Games In, Ashen is Dark Souls Sunbros, colon, the game. Two from Digital Trends, Ashen is a lot like Dark Souls with extremely clever multiplayer. Three from Destructoid, Ashen is one to watch if you're lo- longing for more souls. Yeah. So, I don't... This game might be cool, but I don't know if I'm going to play it just because of this. Yeah, it actually looks. Me too. I, I, I will say the marketing aside, and I don't. I don't think that the. I don't think that the company has doing any of that. I think that's just lazy ass games writers. Yes, uh, okay, that's good. But but also, it does look like the combat looks suspiciously like Dark Souls. Like you are over the shoulder. The, uh, you don't really see any like stamina management or anything. They don't have a UI on the screen yet, but. Uh, you know, you're you're picking up a, a thing, but the if you actually go and look for it at the trailer, like it's got a really really unique art style, and the I don't know, like the world looks really really cool. It almost looks like this could be a roguelike, right? So, and I know how, I, how that gets, sure. gets you going. I, I yeah, that, that definitely gets me going. 
Um, the cool thing with this is it's actually been developed locally for, for me. It's down here in Wellington, New Zealand. So it's a small little team. Um, and yeah, so I'm more interested in it because it's a local game and it's it's a big deal coming from little old New Zealand. So I'm excited for You're it. You're going to get that, us that, uh, most of the reason. that, that, sclus- that there's sclusies? Can we get some sclusies? Yeah, some sclusies. Oh, I'm going to try and knock on their door. Uh, Wellington's not it that does. big a place. <laughs> I, actually, I, yeah. I will say that I've now looked up the trailer and I'm look, I'm clicking through it, and it does it does look pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's dope as hell. Like, get to the um. There's a part at the end where there's just a giant fucking monster that yeah. comes out. That the boss thing looks or not cool. a monster, just like a giant like vengeance looking motherfucker that just comes out and starts owning people. So, the uh, what I've heard from people who've got hands on with it is that the UI is really cool. Like the user interface is pretty slick. So, but I don't think we really oh, saw that in the gameplay trailer. Um, yeah, so I'm, 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 it's piqued my interest, um, and it's a small developer, so it's cool to support them. Yeah, agreed. Um, and for me, it's it's local, so I got yeah more interested. So yeah, I'll be investing. Um, any last words on the E3, fellas, before we GTFO to our weekends? Yeah, I'm freezing. I'm starting to shiver. <laughs> I'm sitting still for so long. Okay. <laughs> so go build a fire. <laughs> go, go, go get some more. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, especially to everybody that wrote in. We really appreciate it. This is uh, just kind of a bonus episode, so you guys know all the admin. Dark Insight Pod, leave an iTunes review. I'm Jeremy. That's Brian. Over there is Vader. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
Autumn makes pretty much the best steaks in the biz. So when you come down, we'll we'll, we'll show you what a real steak is. All right, we'll we'll have a steak bite. That makes a pretty good oh, steak too. I was watching um, mostly because of you, Jeremy. You mentioned it, uh, Master of None on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned it on uh, Monster of the Week. Um, so when I started watching it, and he get the episode where he goes to like the barbecue fair. I just want to go, <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I just want to go so there. Good. We don't get yeah. stuff like that here. <laughs> I need to finish that show. I haven't finished it yet. I'm on back oh, on like dude. episode three or four. I know, man. But oh, look, dude. American Gods, Twin Peaks, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> like, there's just so much yeah. good content. Uh, you, you like legitimately don't like Riverdale, right? Legitimately don't like. Tried it again the other night because uh, looks stupid. Because I was talking about it. I think maybe because you were talking about it and was like, okay, well, maybe I'll give it another try, but the, it's just, it's a pure example of, uh, like, those grown-ass dudes, all, and they're all 16. They make a point of going out of their way to talk about they're 16, and then they over-sexualize them. I have a huge yeah, problem with yeah. that. I, 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 do, I do for sure feel that, but man, like, Same. I don't know, some, something about the, the, like, the, uh, just, like, the, the drama of that show just, like, really gets get me. I feel like, I mean, like, dude, I do a podcast on CDW show, right? So, like, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I've been so there. You, you understand CW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, for some reason, that being really in, really inter- entertaining and interesting. Like, I watched, um, like, I watched the first five seasons of Glee, probably, for similar reasons, right? Like, it was just a real bright and kind of poppy and fun show to watch. Um, yeah. And, and that's the reason I tried Riverdale, to be honest with you, because I thought it was a pretty audacious take on the comic. But, yeah, I was like, hey, I'm 16. Look at me in my bra. Yeah, hey, I'm 16, let me fuck my teacher. Yeah, let me also, like, yeah, it's just... And presented with kind of a, a careless kind of consideration to it. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe, it, like, shit gets real for Archie towards the end of that show. But I, I, I uh, How know. far did you get? I didn't, did not make it through the second episode. Okay, yeah, shit gets real. Okay. Well, I know the, the hook at the end. Like, I know Specifically the with that storyline. I, yeah. I haven't seen the end of the season, so... Yeah, I'm not going to say anything, so... Uh, Vader right. said that you said you watched Glee, so he's out. You guys didn't even notice. Far, that's how important I am. Apparently, <laughs> I wasn't looking at Discord. Uh, I disconnected and left for like thirty seconds. Oh, did you? I, I, I didn't just notice that part. 